Um, I was about 14, 15, 16, something like that. Went to, uh, went to a show in New York to see Gigi Allen live. And the best part about this was there was a big group of people out front of the, the venue before we, we went inside, and they were getting seriously rowdy. They had the doors locked up, but the, the stage was ready to roll. And uh, people were drinking, getting nuts and crazy outside. The, uh, we're all getting pumped up because this is like the first time I was going to see him. Doors unlock, boom, we all come running in like, you know, uh, getting crazy. People stumbling over people, knocking other people out of the way, going nuts. We make our way like, ha I'm like halfway to where the stage is. And I can see that there's actual, you know, you can see the silhouettes of people on stage. The lights are all down and we're running. Next thing I know, bang, I wake up in the hospital. Buddy of mine was like, dude, you have no idea what happened. I was like, no, I honestly don't even remember what happened. Well, apparently on my way running in, when people were getting crazy and getting hectic, somebody took a 40 bottle to the back of my head and that was lights out. I didn't even get to see the show, but it was awesome. It was the best show I never saw. Wait, wait, wait. You, you don't even need to do that. I'm, I'm actually here. I'm in studio. You, you don't have to run my bit. Curioso. And Curioso is someone who requires an esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. Holy smokes, Curiosos, what's going on? I'm Christopher Scarborough. Across the table from me here is... Joe Taylor. And we actually have a guest in the studio, and it is... What's happening, what's happening? Dangerous D in the studio. That's right. We got Dangerous D actually here over the uh, over uh, a break that he's spending some time in Maryland, he actually decided mm -hmm. to come to the Curioso studio. On his Christmas break. That's right, <laughs> I appreciate you having me in studio, fellas. Yeah, man, it's been Most a while Most people don't we, uh... let me in nice places like yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, man. Yes, yes, uh, I enjoy the show, by the way. You guys oh, are doing a great oh, job, this is fun. It. Yeah, this is gonna be uh, an enjoyable night. Well, mm -hmm. even though that you're not uh, a host, you are a regular contributor to yep. uh, to the Curioso with your delicious uh, rants that you send <laughs> us in every single week. I must say that's like the highlight of my week, recording those. <laughs> yeah. It is fun. It's, and not only that, you guys are dropping knowledge on me. I'm, like, I'm learning stuff, you know what I mean? It's, like, but it's pushing out the old stuff. Yeah, I don't read books. <laughs> I don't do smart guy stuff, you know what I mean? Now you guys are forcing me to learn <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right, so I, before you uh, before you showed up, we were texting back and forth and talking about the Curioso and the fact that we were going to have you on for an episode. And I said, okay, so we can talk about a few things. You know, I threw out a few a few different things, some haunted hotels, some other stuff, some different stuff. And and you said, I know exactly what I want to talk about. <laughs> and I said, all right, so let's do it. So today we are talking about. G.G. G. Allen. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about! 
So that's what even, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We, all yeah, of us. We, yes, yeah. Collectively. Now the thing is, is I know already, hands down, by just having you on. But I said this is your, this is one of your Christmas presents here. The fact that we get to talk about whatever you that, want. But that. I know that I'm going to piss at least two people off. At least two people. Yeah. But not, well, not because I'm talking about it. Like because they weren't here to record yeah, it. Exactly. Well, you so, tell them exactly. to come see me. <laughs> we'll go, go through Darren for all your answers, please. <laughs> because I for I literally I like twisted your arm. I'm like, this is what we're doing. I fell mm-hmm. for it. And in whoever you're talking about the defense, you did bring that up and say, dude, we really can't do that without these two. And I'm like, we can do this. I'm only here now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but that's okay. So we're getting it done. Um, now the thing is, is that uh, Gigi has done some really dastardly, disgusting stuff in his lifetime, and we're going to talk about all that. Yeah. So if you are uh, probably under the age of 18, you might not want to listen to this one. You might just want to wait until next week or yeah. two weeks down the line when one's coming out, or if you have a sensitive nature. A weak constitution, as it were? Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, otherwise, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, uh, let's go. All I right. think, yeah, we, yeah, everyone should listen to this. Let the good times roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he was born Jesus Christ Allen. Correct. Yeah, that was um, that was his given name. It was his, his, his father's choice. Yeah, his, his dad, dad yeah, right? His dad well, was the one that... Apparently his dad had some mental issues that actually got worse after his, him and his wife divorced. Like, he went downhill after they got divorced. He, yeah, he was, nu- he was nuts, man. He was. Yeah. He was a crazy... And like I said, I'm not like the... The, the Gigi kind of so like the dude that knows every little aspect about stuff but I followed a lot of things and I've seen a lot of like indie interviews and stuff like that and it always did it would come full circle to where like his birth name and his dad and his mom and like where it all started from yeah. is kind of important to see that seed develop because it kind of it, it folded that way but um, against his mom's wishes he actually he was like yeah this is legitimately what we want to name and they had so many issues and problems. I remember seeing an interview with her where um, they had priests showing up at the <laughs> hospital. Oh, saying you can't have this name? Yeah, you cannot do this. This wow. cannot be done. I mean, death threats, all kinds of things taking place. Yeah. And the father was like, look, this is legitimate. I mean, this guy was nuts. He was all the way to naming his kid, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. To- well, he said that he saw a vision of, of Jesus and said that his son was going to be special and to give him this name. Yeah. You know, so I mean, well, uh, at least <laughs> right then and there, right, you're yeah. already a little. <laughs> yeah, he came out special. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, super special. And so after what was it, about a year or two? Well, I, I saw that he was he was named that until he was called that until he was about five years old. Was it five? Because yeah. I thought it was right after they got divorced that his mom, when she got uh, remarried, decided that when her kid was of school age when Gigi was of school age, to actually change his name so he wouldn't be ridiculed throughout his schooling years. Right, And right. gave him uh, the name Kevin Michael. Right. Allen. Right, and, th- and that was kind of like, too, when I first found out who Gigi was or whatever. To me, honestly, I was like, well, I, you know, I was a kid, too, so I thought Gigi Allen was his name. Like, I thought Gigi was, like, stood for, like, a first and a middle name or so. You know, whatever yeah, was me his too. legitimate yeah. name, you know? And then when, you know, you heard a couple fans, they dropped, you know, kept his real name. Right. And then, like I said, and I had heard, and it was never established or no one ever said to me, oh, yeah, you know, he was called this up until this point, and this is when it switched. But right. even, like, hardcore fans, and some people always know, like, they still referred to him as Jesus Christ Allen, like that, you know what I mean? We kind of, you know what I mean? That type of thing, JC type deal. Right. But, um, you know what I mean? And I think that kind of carried over, you know, yeah. hung for a while. But I don't know exactly when 
they legally changed it or, or how it worked. Well, his little his little brother was the one who he couldn't pronounce Jesus. So when that he would was, be Merle. Merle right? was Merle yeah. the younger brother. Oh, okay. yeah, right. he couldn't pronounce Jesus, and all he could say was he he pronounced it Gigi. J E J E. So that's how that, right. So right. it became a, a family nickname, just right. Gigi, you know, like Mimi or G, you know, whatever. Mine's Mojo in my family, you know, it's right. whatever. Mojo. Oh, yeah? I'd yeah. love to hear the story behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's where he got that nickname, and it just carried on. So even his family would still call him Gigi, but it was Mike or Kevin Michael, you know, Gigi Allen. That was his, his nickname. Right, right. They and can't then, see when you're doing. Quotes. Oh, the air quotes. Sorry, yeah, air no, quotes. They, they couldn't yeah, see you that. have to say air quotes mm, for them to that's see bad the podcasting. You better spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay though, because because we are talking about Gigi and how crazy he is. I, I'm telling you, I don't know. At some point, I might have to just start cutting myself and rolling in it and just break <laughs> in here. Right. Uh, I've got some razor blades out in the truck. We can, uh, in the we truck, can, they're yeah. probably in your pocket. Well, I know I normally eat them, but I I they're under your tongue. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you devour them. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're under your tongue and you pull them out one by one. Right? <laughs> I mean, legitimate. <laughs> right. But uh, from what I understand, he was, he had, you know, there was a, he had some problems with some alcohol. And, and lots of drugs. And uh, drugs. Pretty and, much uh, any drug that anybody stuff. handed him, he would do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to the point where he actually a lot of times would do some of the drugs wrong. Right. <laughs> he was given them, and he did them so quickly that he wasn't even sure what they were. He was and snorting like, diuretics. He, exactly, dude, sense. and ingested a lot of drugs improperly, and that kind of just, like, opened up and stirred, like, the craze of... Uh, he, he, like, yeah, he just, like, used to get down, but, like, the cats he used to party with... Like, I used to have a couple friends that, that knew some of the dudes that were that went on the road with them. And I just remember hearing stories and legitimately, like you said, people would just uh, walk up to this dude and put something in his hand. Like, he wouldn't even see it. They'd just tap him, yeah. put something in his hand, he would just swallow it. You know just what I mean? Take like, it. dude, those were suppositories, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> gobble, gobble. Oops. He, he was like, yeah, that was punk rock. He didn't care. He was right. him out later. Right. <laughs> on stage, probably. Yeah, no, yeah. on stage. And then throw it at somebody. And then roll in it, eat it, and then throw it. Right. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's basically what he's is known for is his his uh, like stage antics, antics and his, yeah. His, yeah his craziness on stage i mean he was known for for several things he was known for uh getting completely naked on stage completely nude he was also known for beating the snot out of everybody in the front row mm -hmm. he was known for I, I i watched one interview with a guy who was a fan longtime fan and Gigi used to stay at his house a lot when he came to new york and uh the fan was actually saying that he knows the safest place at a Gigi show, and that's behind Gigi. And you're not even safe there. You're yeah, going to get hit yeah. with something. Right. No, yeah. as long, if he rotates, you know what I mean? But he, he can see you. But. He did. He was crazy, man. <laughs> he can he, see you. He's, uh, he's raped women on stage, like legitimately caught cases and, and raped women. There, there's even rumor, and I don't know on the books or, or whatever, because he's kind of he has like an Elvis aura around this dude in the, in the, in the crazy punk rock scene, but... There's even been rumors that uh, that he's actually killed people at, at his shows and uh, and kind of slid away from that issue, you know what I mean? Because people are so nuts. But right. to go back on to what you said about him being naked, he was awesome, and, and seriously, like, I bow down to this dude. I love everything that he's ever done just because I love, like, someone just coming out and being hardcore as you can be and just doing you and doing it the way you want to. But 
if you're gonna get out on stage in front of a lot of people naked, yeah, you gotta have like at least something between your legs. Like, unfortunately, this poor <laughs> dude was hung like a tic tac. He like he had so many issues with his tiny little penis that it cracked me up. But that was part of his whole revolution. People at that point were they didn't give a. <laughs> But anything, like, I mean, I remember he'd come out, you know what I mean? He'd see what was going on or whatever. And I'd be like, every video I saw, I'd be like, oh, my God. He's completely <laughs> naked with his big belly and a tiny, looks like a, a light switch in between. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are like, whatever, man. He's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, um. So I mean, it doesn't like, matter what size you got. It matters what you're doing. Yeah, he's seriously, like, I, I, I'm, from what I have, like, seen, and I mean, at this point when he was, like, he, when he had died, I was still, like, in high school, mm -hmm. you know? So... I he died uh, June 28th, 1993. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like 36. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was like 36 years old. That's like not far from where we are. Yeah, so you know, I, I mean, mean crazy. that's... I mean, you guys are a little closer than me. Hey, yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah. Hey. just saying. But I mean, he, he, I mean, people idolized him, like almost followed him cult-like, you know, was, in a dude, lot of ways. It was, cult following, and legitimate. I, I just, I don't even, like, I, and I don't even know exact, exactly how I stand on him myself. You yeah. know what well, I mean? It's, do you know, I mean, do you know why he did the majority, besides being probably crazy, most of the antics and stuff was this whole push that, he, at the time, he thought punk rock and rock and roll and all that was like, it was corporate BS. It yeah, was like all the music and, industry. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was bought yeah. and sold for money, for people, for homogenization. You know, just get it out there so people buy it and buy it and buy it. His whole goal was to take it back to when punk was dangerous, mm -hmm. when it when it was scary, when it was when it was full of adrenaline and you jumped around at a show. You didn't just stand there and go, yay. You know, and that's what his whole goal was. Well, if you... I mean, I've been to some punk rock shows mm -hmm. that I've seen. I've seen bands in. I mean, you, you've gone to the loft. If anybody yeah. here is listening from Baltimore, you've probably been to the loft when you were a punk rock kid. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, I was I was what 17, 18 yeah. years old. I could walk down the street to the liquor store and buy a 22 at that age. Yeah. Walk back and see, you know, that's see a we, punk rock we show. You could grow beards and mustaches well, that's, at that's 15. That's true, too. Both you yeah. and I could do that. But I mean... <laughs> I still can't grow a beard. I know, dude. <laughs> like Keanu I've been Reeves with that I know. Thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying since I left. I'm like, God. But I mean, you know, like that to me was, you know, that, that, was, that was during the early 90s. That was right. when punk rock was dangerous to me. Yeah. You know, and... Ooh. You know, you could just you could walk around. You know, you get drunk, you pass out on the street. You know, mm -hmm. and that that was happening. But so those were the places that he played. You yeah. know, those were the yeah. kind of places that he would go to because he didn't play arena rock. You know, no, I mean? he, did, he didn't. But play. that was once he he got established in doing what he was doing, and mm -hmm. before he actually started playing music. He got started in this whole industry and in this whole scene. It's almost like, and I'll come back to it, like. Um, the uh, insane clown posse with the Fago story—it's the exact same type of thing. But Gigi started when uh, when he first started doing this. He was actually doing spoken word. He yeah. he was getting up on stage, doing tiny ass, you know, tiny clubs and things like that, and doing spoken word. And what happened was, one night at one of the shows he was doing, the guy was you know heckling him, giving him a bunch of a bunch of crap for for what he was saying because apparently you know the guy wasn't feeling him. So Gigi went up to him, kicked him right in the face, like knocked this guy's teeth out, knocked mm -hmm. him out, bang, laid on the floor. Because Gigi, at the club he was performing at, was like a punk rock type of club, and he went, was doing his thing at like 3 o'clock in the morning. 
there was like five or six people there drunk as hell and when he kicked this dude in the face everyone went like erupted and went nuts and they thought it was hilarious because they thought it was part of the performance yeah and they thought it was great and they were like oh you know the whole deal and they thought it was a setup and this and that and um so he actually you know he did a few more spoken word a couple more shows you know after that regularly but he had stated to friends and other people he's like man he's like the most reaction I'd ever gotten for anything I've ever done is kicking somebody in the face. Right. You know what I mean? And it snowballed. Just like I said with like ICP, it was the same thing. The, those two dudes were painting their faces and they were at a mm -hmm. show. They had Fago, you know, that, that was chilling backstage. Took one out, smashed one over, you know, I see, you know, the, the fat dude, Violent J, smashed it over Shaggy's head and the next right, thing, right. Boom, they were throwing Fago out all over the place. Right, you know? right. And he embraced that and ran with that because that's, and he used that. And I don't know if he had like, a political agenda because technically Gigi Allen was politically incorrect punk rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and of course. that's, you know, and, and so I don't know, if, of course he had a, an agenda and whatever, but Personal he embraced agenda, the fact yeah. that it, it was real, legit, like literally, you know what I mean? It right. was real. He got down and got real. So from, I've, I've been reading up a lot about him and everything. And, and from what I, like I've never actually been to a Gigi show. I've seen right? Hated. Yeah, I and that's about that as close as yeah. a Gigi show yeah. I wanted to get to. Yeah, but no, no, no. It's <laughs> like... It's be best show I never saw. Yeah, <laughs> right. never yeah seen. and you, you've actually been to a Gigi I show. I went, paid the tickets, didn't make it through, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, at that point, you know whoever is going to play that night is awesome. If you yeah. get knocked out before the show starts, damn! <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, from what I understand, uh, do you, how many Gigi, like, uh, Gigi albums do you own? I actually I have three different albums, or, or I don't even know if they're actually different albums or releases or whatever. But actually, even the stuff that I have um, were bootlegged, or, or buddies of mine had a hard copy, and then it was given to me from from that. Yeah. So um, one of the discs, I'm not even sure if it's like a mix CD type of thing, but yeah, it's the, yeah. the the two records that I know of, you know, that I have, and then the, the third one. But um, most of the stuff that I actually, when I first started listening to him and, and heard was um, bootleg stuff that wasn't even released that people were on, like, handhelds were list were recording. Oh, yeah. I had a few of those. Show. You know what I'm like, talking about? Yeah. Misfit shows, Metallica shows. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just... I, that was the first time I, I heard Gigi. And the funny thing was, is actually, once I heard their their real recorded album, it was actually it was on, I think, Monster Records, mm -hmm. their uh, their first release. It was the same quality as the Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> as the actual yeah. studio album. Yeah, it was like... They, well, that's you know, what I'm saying. I, I, it, I've heard, like, most of his music was just, like, I mean, he... Production values were... Lacking, let's yeah, just but say. it's not just that. But I heard it was that purposely the, though. The music wasn't all that. Well, no, I don't, they, that they, great. Yeah, I mean, even they were punk rock. Yeah, yeah, they weren't great. Well, <laughs> yeah, we weren't. <laughs> you're, you're talking like I don't want to badmouth any bands out there, but like you know, it's it wasn't. I don't want to say it wasn't about the music, but it wasn't about the music. Yeah. You know, it was uh, about gotcha, yeah. taking that that spoken word stuff that he started doing. The stuff that I mean, because he loved like you know people like Hank Williams and. And Dale Allen Co. and you know, like stuff like that, where it's there's a real message in those lyrics, whether it's dark and mean and angry or whatever. The music was just it was accompanying that that stuff. Not they didn't really mesh completely together. And I think his goals and and where he was trying to go with it too, like if he he wasn't trying to go like sell platinum records and blow up and tour all over the, the, the world and all this and that. Right. He was more interested in within his realm. Cause all, his, all the, the members that were in his bands, 
were um, were people that either he was close friends with and that he knew, or it was friends of friends. It wasn't just like they put an ad out and random Joe Schmo came and tried out for the band. They grabbed them. Right. He was right. more interested in having his friends or the people that he knew mm-hmm. playing music for him so it could support what he was doing. And he knew that even if they weren't the greatest musicians, mm-hmm. they were going to back him up no matter what took place because they stood for the same shit he was standing for. Right. And that was really what his main concern was. So, yeah, at that point, you're, you're taking one thing over the other and the musical ability of the actual band members, yeah, where are they going to fall in the realm of, <laughs> of stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, Come on, I'm not slamming yeah. anybody, but, you know, I've played music. I did the whole thing. And oh, I'm yeah. not saying these guys are great, but collectively as the, the, the full package, mm-hmm. these guys were helping him get to where he needed to get to and they supported and believed in him and mm-hmm. believed in what he did. So, uh, well, they did until he, he started getting retarded with heroin and that whole deal. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I think but, a, lot of, a lot of that stuff, I mean, you're talking, you know, mid-'80s is when most of his stuff actually started getting noticed by a lot of underground people. You know? Yeah, that's when it really became a cult following type of thing. Right. Like, 83 is where, like, that might, like, like I said, it might have been when I, I heard it first or whatever, but that was where it was like one of those things where it started becoming a buzz to me and where I yeah. was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know where, you know, I'm sure it was jumping around, but. But you're talking mid 80s, you know, yeah. New York, PA, LA, huge drug problems back then. Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know, not everybody was doing them, but it was more rampant. You know, especially the underground punk scene, right. underground, you know, rock, metal, stuff like that. It was there. It was yeah, always yeah, around. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and I mean, I was, I was a little, I was too young to be messing kind of in that scene when that, right. when that was happening, but it was there and all over the place. And yeah, I mean, but that, that, that fueled the fire like a maw. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And especially like someone it, who yeah. already has some personal and probably mental issues you know, trying to get his, you know, his his words out there and, and really struggling, you know. To he, he really was. I mean, he was, like, certified. I mean, he was nuts. Like, he yeah. really And I think, like I said, it didn't st- maybe start out that way. He was mm-hmm. off a little bit, you know, from his yeah. upbringing and stuff. Yeah, like, but we like all Like, his are. dad, we, we, we mentioned <laughs> earlier, he, um, his dad actually sat Gigi down one day and, and uh, was talking to him and explained to him how he not only was, was uh, had a vision and, and saw, you know, God and that whole deal, but... He was, he was, I think like, um, like some saint or somebody else had come to him and told him that, basically like a, a cult suicide thing. What he needed to do was kill his family, and everybody in it. His dad himself. told him that. Yeah, it was sat him down and explained, wow. it. and he had the whole thing planned out, explained the whole thing to him, like, um, and Gigi was like, you know, like a kid and stuff. So, the dad was explaining this to him in like a serious real manner like you know logistically this is you know what's best for us and this is how we have to do it mm-hmm. so that screwed him up because he's not looking at this like oh he's an adult and he's like oh my dad's just nuts and he's off his rocker he's looking at it like well this is what we really need to do this is what's best for our family so once he started getting a little older and his own you know thoughts that are coming in his head it started freaking him out and it just messed with his head from you know early on but like i said i think he embraced that and it snowballed for him easy because he fit that mark. He was that he was that dude. And like I said, I've seen crazy footage of friends of mine that you know went to shows and and ran backstage and just started like filming it and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he was pretty. He was crazy, man. He was just talking yeah. to him and stuff. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty out there. Yeah. Highly entertaining, but yeah, botso. What I what I find like I've been watching a lot of these during like the the early '90s, right? And this was. This was after, I mean, he, they, I was 
reading some stuff about like when he was started becoming like a sophomore in high school, he started cross dressing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and doing some different things. Well, like, that was because was of um, oh god, what was that band? The New York Dolls. <laughs> the Dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was everybody the was dolls. doing that because the Dolls yeah, were doing yeah. it. Yeah. And then you even had like in the early '80s, you had like all those bands like Poison and stuff like that, mm-hmm. were, which you know what I mean. Yeah, the yeah. Rock scene yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was teetering in between the two. Yeah, but yeah. the New York Dolls were like the 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 the, the well, prototype for that. Yeah, well, Bowie set the. The precedent. Okay. And then the they, made the it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they made it look manly and cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, so, you know, basically like a little bit later on, you know, during, like actually early 90s, late 80s, he started doing like the talk show circuit, you know, like Donahue and all that, yeah. all those like yeah. talk shows, Sally, Jesse, Raphael and, and all that Springer stuff. Springer was Springer. nuts. Yep. That was, mm-hmm. this was This was before really like, th- this is... They had crazy stuff on like this, you know, even even way back then. But it was real stuff as opposed to like the new, you know, I think Springer is still on or some of the yeah. other shows Who are still my daddy? on. But it's all, yeah, it's all fake yeah. BS, you know. Yeah, it's all in. scripted. Yeah. yeah. But back then it was not scripted stuff. But I mean, he would come on and he would basically tell his philosophy. And, you know, he would he would contradict himself constantly, you know, but he would basically come on and say, you know, I am the Messiah. And he would tell everyone yeah. that he was the one that was, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to have all your children. They're all going to love me and we're all going to beat the crap out of each other. And that's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live like animals. We're supposed to live like, I mean, basically in complete anarchy, but like not in a healthy you know, anarchy like some of the punk rock scenes. You know, thought like uh, you know, like crass and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Not like like a like a kind of a, a utopian anarchy, but more like a dystopian anarchy. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it really seemed like he was touting that he believed in. So I, I guess my question is: Is do you guys really buy that, or is that a is that like a promotional thing? That he did in order to try and get people to his shows. Did he just like the the limelight of it? Did he just like being a weirdo? You know what I mean? I just don't like know. A, like I think a, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he he started off just like I mean same thing like Marilyn Manson and cats like that. Like he started off with those thoughts and those ideas and 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 feeling that way legitimately and trying to express that in an art form like music. It, it takes on different avenues, and you gotta kind of like crimp and primp certain things. You know what I mean? But once you you start that, and like he wouldn't have ended up where he was, and it wouldn't have snowballed into that avenue if he didn't start it from that. You know, right? And, and right. that's and and I think, you know, whether it was a gimmick, and I mean, everything he did and everything he said, no matter how you say it, was some type of a ploy to get other people to watch and listen to what he was doing. I right. mean, and that's it. Whether it's music, spoken word, right, but him then, whipping a out, taking a crap. Right, right, but then a lot of musicians don't go, you know, to trial for, you know, assault and battery and then have a psych evaluation and then be found with mixed personality disorder, narcissism, and a, a myriad of other things. So he actually well, had... That's what I no, was That's why I say. said he was clinical. I, I mean, he but was I'm certified. Saying, like, the, dude, the dude was nuts, but if that's the case, so then... You have to pay attention to what's going on right. and take what you need from it. You can't sit there and say, all right, well, this guy's going to do a whole bunch of heroin. Mm-hmm. He he's, hasn't bathed in four months. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing he has eaten has been raw meat, and he's going to get up on stage, crap all over the place, cut himself open, run his, rub his shit in his cuts, mm-hmm. take a piss all over the place, and beat people up and rape women on stage. Right. Well, not if just, you're going to look at this and then say, all right, well, <laughs> you know, 
let's see where this guy stands on a legitimate, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, come on, you know what I mean? This I know, is what this I know. This guy is doing. But it, so it's, it's so that hard... being the case, you got you to gotta almost, as crazy as it is, but you got to stoop to his level. You got to get down on his level and into his head and see what he was doing. And at that point, you can see that. I think some is, hey, this is a little bit of a facade, but right. I think in his head, that's why Chris, you know, when you said, hey, you know, he contradict himself because I think that was legitimate. I think he thought, hey, at one moment he felt like this and this is real. And then he'd go back and kind of double back and, and contradict right. himself a little and, bit and, and I, not stand for it and try I, to be religious, but then try to be political and then try to be, you know, an anarchist and the, but try to be. Well, you someone know. who has those kinds of disorders, it's really hard to keep one thought straight, let alone, Exa- yeah, exactly. let alone, and it was, uh, he was you know, a ton of things. Certified. Right now, right now, they are actually arm wrestling over the last Jeez, Shiner the beer. Yeah, he really has. They're actually, they, they both like this certain uh, Dangerous Jesus. D is now taking off all of his That's rings. Joe is, right, Joe is, Joe is throwing down the, uh, Throwing down the throwing down the legs to make sure he's nice and stable. One, two, three, give us the count. All right, here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. All right, we're starting. We're starting. Oh, these has got that got an arm lock, but he hasn't got the full he hasn't got the <laughs> he hasn't got the full knuckles on the table. There we go. Oh, Joe gave it up. Joe gave it up. That was for Gigi, baby. That was for Gigi. But actually, it was, like this number. it was actually for the yeah. Shiner. Because I have a tiny, I have like T-Rex arms. I have like a tiny little, I, I like can a little, I'm just like, bam. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have like I'm caveman, like, barbarian. You you actually could have arm wrestled me from across this table. Uh, right. You could have reached, it like T-Rex he, arms. He had the hook on you, mm-hmm. is what he was doing. He was doing the hook. I've watched over the top. <laughs> I've watched over the top before. <laughs> so I found this article, and it's basically... It's 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 weighing in on Miley Cyrus and her new whole twerking thing and all that. Yeah. And it's basically showing like if you think this is bad and what she's doing this whole twerking and showing off her 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 body and and wearing lingerie on stage, right. then maybe you should find out about Gigi Allen and what he did and yeah. realize that that Miley Cyrus is not anything. Yeah. Is I'm not shocking yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I don't even I know who that is, mm-hmm. and I think I've seen a picture of her. I don't pay attention to a damn thing that, I mean, that's what I'm trying to explain. I mean, kind of like how you, like, how we're a little on a different realm because me and you do, we, we, we perform as sideshow guy. you know what yeah. I mean? We do stuff. Joe across the table, this guy's been bananas since I met him. He does such crazy stuff, and all, I mean, real creative and artistic. So it's like, people like us, we're used to stuff like that, so yeah. it's kind of like... Yeah. You know, it's like that. within our wheelhouse of knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, like you know, like people that are setting bar. Like I said, I've seen Chris do things that le- legitimate, like for real, blown my mind. Like mm-hmm. we were like be sitting around his old play. I mean, he would blow my. I like, how the hell did you do that type of thing? I've seen you create stuff in a drop of a hat. Like when we were playing music together and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bang! This whole stencil bang hooked up. A, I mean, literally, you do art that's like retarded. So us, our bar is like, you know, what I mean, set a little different. Yeah. So when stuff like that happens, and and you know, like even like whatever it was, like like uh, uh, it was another like football event, or you know, like, like Super Bowl thing, and like a, a booby came out. So I'm like, people well, oh, Janet, go Janet, berserk about Janet nipples Jackson, and boobies. Do you realize the 
that I've seen in my time. <laughs> I just performed last week with a chick named Frankenhooker. I mean, I'm telling you, bro, you have no idea. So I've little, seen that movie. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So for people like us, it's like, well, you know, that's not good. But your average individual and yeah, the mass pop, that's yeah. why Gigi was such a, that's why he made it on all these different TV things. People wanted to interview and stuff because your average individual, and, and I understand where, you know, where the car, he was like the devil. It was like yeah. this, yeah. like what was taking place. And I think even Springer even mentioned it and said, you know, well, you had like, uh, you had uh, Elvis and then, you know, people were like, that's the devil's music. And you had the Beatles, that was the devil's music in every generation. I think he was so above and beyond even what was going on with that because once you take it out of what you're doing and the music and your play, I mean, this guy really actually assaulted people. Yeah, like I mean, if yeah, you was, went to his show and paid money to come yeah. see him, and you were in the front row, you were probably gonna go to the hospital that night. Right. I didn't even make it to the front row, and I went to the hospital <laughs> that night. I mean, you know what I mean? That takes that takes stuff to a whole new level where you can get up on stage, scream and yell some lyrics that you wrote from your heart, kick somebody's teeth out, and then after the show, drink a beer with that person and, and, and get high. Like it's like. That's really what that guy started creating. Right. So what you were, you know, to bounce off of what Chris was saying earlier, he believed, you know, like we lived in a society where you can do stuff like that to another individual and still be okay after it. You can get physical yes, and do things no. like that and be a, oh, well, you can also backfire and be a disaster. Well, but that's but, how he thought. He thought we should be able to walk around and punch and hit people and break things. Yeah, that's what he thought. Yeah, I and mean, that's like, why he got, you know, crazy. multiple yeah. arrest charges. Yeah. I think well, he was, time I, in jail. from what I understand, he was arrested 58 times in his life. Yeah. So, wow. you know, some of that it was. That is awesome. Yeah, some of it was possession, some of it was. For uh, you to be arrested that many times and not be in jail permanently until you die. Cool. Yeah, but that's, look what, look that what, pretty crazy. Where that comes from. Like, you take, um, like, the doors. When uh, Jim Morrison got arrested for pretending to show his, his finger out, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. He got arrested just for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he was drunk and probably high and, you know, a bit Pushing belligerent. I'm sure he was but high. still. Yeah, right. a bit belligerent. So, yeah, the cops, of course, are like, boom, you're out. You're done. <laughs> right, you know? Right. And then, you know, the Beatles, the same thing. Well, they didn't do that. But, you know, they still got banned and people called them demons and the devil's music and all this stuff and they were well, that was because John world. Lennon goofed up didn't he say <laughs> yeah. didn't he say that the Beatles were bigger than God it or was whatever? a joke uh, but still but I mean it was, it was like oh joke. here we go you know what I mean but you, if you're dealing with middle America and the, the, the Bible general, belt the general yeah. population who you know follows what you know is on the, the news and the papers there's a certain modicum of, of things that they hold standard right right and people like like you know Morrison and Gigi and uh Heck, even Iggy Pop, he used to smear himself with peanut butter yeah, on stage no, and right. jump around like a weirdo. Yeah. Well, and people were like, he is a weirdo. What? Well, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't really because they're trying to sell more records. It was, that was their way of expression. Their, their, right. And yes, it's, it is very harsh. You know, this, this is a, like, one of the harshest ways of expression is to do stuff like that. It, it's okay if you do it to yourself. You know, but when you start getting people involved, exactly. like jumping out on stage, yeah. punching people that don't even know you, you know, yeah. like that's a bit of a boundary that, you know, if I went to a show, I'd go into the mosh pit. That's on me. I know I'm going into a dangerous place. You know, right. problem was that majority of, you know, the public and, and TV and radio and stuff like that saw that at Gigi's shows. And people who go to those shows, they realize this might happen to them. 
Yeah, you know, they didn't yeah, have to you, sign waivers back then. Yeah, you know. Well, they're you actually know, no. You, you know what you're getting into and stuff. But my thing was too, you know, where people kind of like they they brush over and they're always like, oh well, gee. But what people don't realize too is that Gigi used to let people in the audience beat the shit out of him too. Yeah, it was. And even in the band too. I mean, people would where in another show where if somebody jumped up out of the crowd. Walked up and punched your guitarist in the face and ran off a stage. Yeah. Not only is that the end of the show, but lawsuits, uh, dude, that would take place all the time at his shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were open and new. They were, they were, they were just, they pushed the physical envelope because, in all honesty, when they were performing and him specifically, he was so high on drugs all the time that he wasn't. It wasn't like a thing where uh, he, he made, like you said, he he did whatever he felt at the moment. Right. So if he whatever he was into, and if people were feeling it, and they were emotional. I've seen, like I said, you know, uh, people get crazy and they get wild about it, and they get mm -hmm. into it, and they they get physical and they they push the envelope, man. They but get a little too much. The strange thing is, you take a band like like say Guar. Now they do the same exact stuff, but they do it in this in a theatrical manner with the costumes and the fake blood. It's still ultra violent. Racist, sexist. It is, but it, it's fake. And that's the one yeah, clincher exactly. that throws people where you see this dude walk out on stage naked, like yeah. legitimately, in real life, he's five feet away from you and he's naked about to do something. Vienna and we, to and he had that crazy little stash going. I mean, he yeah. was a wacky dude, you know, he was crazy looking. It just changes your perspective on right, right. performing, arts, entertain, all of that, like yeah. we were just talking about before, sets the bar. So mm -hmm. if a nipple pops out on national TV, how the hell am that? How am I going to even pay attention to that if this guy just caved some skulls in and raped a chick on stage? You know what I mean? Yeah. That I mean at that point, and like, and I'm not going to sit here and say, "Hey, I'm condoning the fact that he's raping women and doing that." I mean, going because he's done some stuff that yeah, he should have got his teeth knocked out for too. I mean, he did actually. Yeah, plenty yeah. um, times. Yeah, right. But he he did what he felt he should be doing. And no matter what anybody said or what anybody did, he kind of just trudged forward. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, yeah. he said he was like, you know, eventually what I'll do is like, you know, I'll kill myself on stage. Yeah, know, he did that for like 10 he years. Say, he kept say, saying yeah, that. Yeah, he was going and going. Well, he and kept going on saying that. that he wanted to do it on Halloween night every time they had a show on Halloween night. Right, so, right. Uh, that, yeah. But he, he did it from like the 80s to all the way to. And I think he really yeah. wanted to. And he built himself up. And I think he was going to. And, and you know what? It just. He didn't have that well, to go through, you know what I mean? Because things, he wanted to keep performing. He wanted to keep doing stuff. Yeah, one of the things that he, he the reason why he was, he was saying that is that he wanted to die at his peak. So as soon as he was basically, he had the most fame, the most, you know, the most, uh, you know, cult following that he could possibly get when he was at his absolute peak, Mm -hmm. That's when he wanted to off himself, and he right. wanted to do it on stage. And not only that, he was also famous for saying that he didn't just want to do it to himself. He wanted to take as many audience members and as many people that were there to see <clears> him <throat> at the time, at the right. same time. But so you know, take right. out everybody. And I was gonna say, but you know what? It, it, it's actually rare, though. And I mean, I don't know where where you guys guys fall. Maybe you know you could throw it out. But most people that I know that know about Gigi Allen have heard about him or known about him after he was dead. Yeah. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like I said, I don't know where you guys follow whatever, but and the reason why there was this weird out of all the people and this weird thing that popped right back up, why the hell was G why did this whole thing happen again? Like, you know what I mean? Why Gigi started getting popular, like almost like ten years after, you know, that whole deal, is um 
the, uh, the you know the band uh, CKY. Yeah. Band C- the uh, the guitarist in that band. I forget. I, I forget what his name is. is uh, it slips in my mind at the time. And that the, Bam Margera's brother. Yeah, yeah. Bam Margera's brother's band. Um, the guitarist in that band was a huge Gigi Allen fan, mm-hmm. and in. I don't even remember what it was. One, maybe one of the CKY videos that Bam released or or uh, whatever it was. But this guy goes to Gigi's grave, pisses on the grave, drinks a bunch of liquor and gets all crazy and you know does a bunch of stupid Right. And um, at that point, all these little like 15 and 16-year-old skater kids were like, oh, who, who's Gigi Allen? Right. We've right. never heard of this guy. You know what I mean? Like, And they're sitting there with their Ramones t-shirt on like, oh, who's Gigi Allen? You know, mm-hmm. and that... And this whole thing kind of sprung back up, and people were like, oh, we want to figure out what's going on with this dude. And right. at that point, like I said, I, um, I, I'm, I'm living in, uh, in Los Angeles now, and there's a million places out there. And, and I mean, it's still, to me, I'm out there not even a year, so it's like every day is like still like a movie. I'm still like a tourist. I, I drive down the road, and I see palm trees everywhere and huge mountains in the foreground. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm living here. I can smell <laughs> the beach, you know, stuff like that. So... I'm still like a nerd doing all the tourist stuff. And one of the, the places that I wanted to go, I was dying to go to, was uh, the Museum of Death. So um, me and uh, me and my girl, we decided, all right, let's go. Go check this out or whatever. And um, it was uh, it was awesome. The place, top to bottom, left to right, beginning to end, it was really cool. People running the joint were awesome. I, I recommend anybody ever goes out to, to Hollywood, boom, hit this place. But, um, you know, it's a walk-through museum. But walking through, and basically what they have is like... Um, they have like, like serial killer memorabilia and stuff. Yeah, like you know yeah. what I mean. Like Gacy's drawings and notes and this and that and the T-shirt that this guy wore when he killed this dude and like whatever. Right. But you, as you're going through before you get to the end, there's like this tiny little corner of uh, it's of of like a, a Gigi Allen little display hmm. and it's encased in glass. There's a couple of like his bobbleheads and a couple of things that he had and stuff like that. But then posted up on the wall are actually photographs of him laid out at his funeral, letters that he had written. Um, his lyrics and song, you know, where they had changed. And and in there was a couple letters of what we were saying of how he wrote about, um, this is this was the stuff my dad used to say to me, and this is how I feel. And, like, right, one right. letter would be religious, one letter would be political, and what, you know what I mean? And and actually, it was a couple, there was a couple books, too, that, you know, that were uh, written about him. And uh, I think actually one, uh, or actually they had, um, they had clippings of his mustache, too, really? Actually, like little, like it taped in a little cardboard thing hanging on the wall. So, like I said, it was, it was awesome, and, and and it's one of those things where, like I said, it puts it puts things in a perspective where what he did and what was going on. You're walking through and you're looking at Charles Manson stuff and Ramirez and Gacy and I mean mm, these guys Albert that literally and, like yeah. changed the world on a level where their household names, you know. Yeah. And you walk through, and I saw this, and I was put just it, like... Put it in, in an infamous way, not in a famous way. I mean, for the <clears throat> death and the destruction that they caused. Mm-hmm. Right, and and what I'm saying is is the level and where they were. I mean, these guys, you know, the trials, and, the, and, and as huge as this was in the public, in the mass media, you know, your average individual might not know who Gigi Allen is or whatever, but they know who, who Charles Manson is, even yeah. little kids. Right. But here was this dude with his memorabilia on a wall next to this guy and I'm not saying hey maybe the guy that owns the joint loved Gigi Allen but all I'm saying is it put it in perspective where it didn't look weird being there and that's what I was trying to say is that as that morbid place that fit right in with it because this dude was such an awkward morbid weird dude from beginning to end 
that you can't wrap your hands around what was going on. You right. just are intrigued by it, and you're like, I need what? And you're looking at him like, I, what is this guy? Well, and this is... Plus he, wow. Plus he actually spent time going to jails corresponding with, with Richard Ramirez. And Gacy. Corresponding with Gacy, yeah. Yeah, From he was a big fan of Gacy. Yeah, he yeah. used to write, the, they had letters that they were sending yeah. back Yeah, they forth. sent and letters, Gacy, he went to go see him. Well, Gacy also, I mean, he was a quote-unquote painter, yeah. you know, which that's they a whole did. other they subject. Had, they had some of his paintings at this thing. It yeah, was crazy. but and, uh, and he was brother, a fan of his artwork, and mm-hmm. I don't know about his life, but... Oh, no, I'm pretty sure he was a fan See, of his life just, as well. That's so, like... Well, no, there's, uh, it's a huge thing, though. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man, but, I mean, like... If you go so like, play, there's uh, memorabilia. They have, I, they have trading cards where I, they have I know, serial I know, killers. I know, I know. It's a, it's a hey, huge thing. I actually I collected those. Yes, yeah, yeah. Look, true crime. Uh, see, I, 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 I did, collected you know, those cards. Garbage Pail Kids, you know, but not... I, I collected true crime cards, and they were they were gangsters, and serial killers. I'm a gangster. I'm right? a gangster. And I was gonna say, and I had an Al Capone card and a Herman Mudgett. I was into it. <laughs> I know. H-H-H I mean, H-H Holmes, baby. looking at looking at case <laughs> files twisted. and stuff like that's interesting. It's it's amazingly exactly. interesting it stuff. It intrigues you. Yeah, but to see or understand a human being doing those kinds of things, that to me is like. I can't. I can't even wrap my brain around that kind of violence. That kind of yeah. But it's like it's like those movies that when when we used to live together, it's like these movies that you and Jim used to bring over, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and you guys would bring over like these Jim who. Uh, Jim, all right, I'll Jim call Webb. Jim Webb. I love Jim that Webb. guy. Yeah. Oh, you got to right. give his whole name. Right. Dude, uh, that guy is awesome. I don't know if he wants me to say it, but okay. I don't so want you to say it. So I love Jim Webb. You got to say it three times. Jim, Jim Webb, Jim Webb, Jim Webb. Okay, let's go. So you guys, when we used to live together in a place that we called the maze, it was two double-wide trailers that were shoved together, yeah. and you used to have to walk through somebody's bedroom to get to another bedroom. We used to have <laughs> yeah. parties there all the time, and and this is where, where our fir- very first band came out of. And yeah. when we all lived there, you guys would bring over movies, okay, <laughs> yeah. that were like not like Faces of Death, but they were no. like Band on America TV and yeah. all kinds yeah. of other stuff where you would see these uh, you would see like some kind of like standoff in Brazil that yeah. was filmed and a guy gets shot through the eye and then they like they 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 like they you know hone in on it where you can actually see <laughs> through his eye and see like the billboard behind him and the right. did that video scar you in any way Chris? Yes well, yes see, it but did. here's here's the difference between but, me and me and Mr. Jim Webb Jim, I think, actually likes the visceral side of that stuff. And me, Dude. I'm just trying to find out what the heck is going on with Dude, Jim Webb brains. is crazier than Gigi Allen. We should be doing a show about him. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Jim Webb next week. But my, my point is, is that there are people that find it fascinating. True, And, and true. you know what? It's also, I mean, it's like, okay, you know. It bounces off of, like, what we do. It's yeah, the same exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, I get on and stage that's when and I, was, I bleed. In my show, right. I hurt myself in my show. I scream and curse in my show. I actually, I, I even get physical with other people in my show. Yeah, and I've been there, do, right? And and doing those things, like I say, I, granted, I'm not kicking people in the face, but right. the aesthetic of what it is and the reason why I perform in sideshow and make sure that every show before I get off stage that I am bleeding mm-hmm. and show people that it's real because blood is the most like sensual thing on the planet and to you well us and all us vampires i mean we, right <laughs> you know what i mean Welcome but to my as house. far as that avenue of what you're doing you know like uh you know suspension dominatrix anything that's crazy and right. weird like that that's right. like you know the blood is the blood you know and so doing those things 
the reason why people watch it, it's, you know, the whole thing we've even brought up, like the car accident on the side of the road, and that yeah. people want to see other people, as crazy as it is, in pain or well, it, uncomfortable or in an awkward but, situation. I, okay. but and I, seeing that, they can they can either do one of two things: cover their face and run away and say, "Oh my God, how horrible is this life?" But I, and set their bounds, or embrace it. And now at this point, if I go to a Gigi show, it's not weird for me to whip my out punch some chick in the face, throw blood everywhere, and do whatever I need to do because people were doing that in the audience. You know what I mean? Right, but I and think... it opened up a realm of like, holy... But I think you're talking about like the the fight-or-flight response, that adrenaline rush, that 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 could have been me scenario. Right, you right, know? yep. When yeah, you, exactly. When you put yourself, yourself, in those, you know, positions or those, those you know, theoretical what-ifs, you know, when you see those kinds of movies or, you know, those kinds of shows and stuff like that, it really sort of, you know, either awakens or, you know, reverts that primal fear into you, you know, where you don't right. know if 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 you are afraid of it or you enjoy it or... Right, no, like you're saying, like, you wow, or, that could be me. That could have been right. me or exit. I could feel that or that's, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. And I think that's what he did by... Being so raw and raunchy physically. And that's why people were drawn in, to it. Yeah, he tapped into people's heads that way. And granted, you're not having, you know, a, 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 a guy running a, a fire, you know, Fortune 500 company or right, a lawyer right. rolling up. I mean, you know, but the majority of people that came to his shows were hardcore punk rock cats that, yeah. like I said, he was able to tap into that and embrace that lifestyle because. You know, I, like I said, me and my buddies, we go to a, a punk rock show, and we get psyched up. We see a band that we really were into. We get all drunk and doing whatever. We leave. The next thing you know, we're slap boxing each other, fighting each other in the parking lot like little idiots fighting. You know what I mean? So it was that whole thing kind of erupted from that, and it allowed you to just kind of, like you said, your adrenaline goes, next thing you know, pop, you pop off. And right, people right. want to pop. Okay, you know? what, right. I, what I have to say is that the, the people that went to go see Gigi, Okay, that went to go see his shows, all right, mm -hmm. that, that decided to put themselves in harm's way. These kind of people seem like the sort of people to me that are the same group that go to NASCAR to see the crashes. Right, they don't. They don't go I, to see everybody making yeah, like right. or see who wins or they, to see. They're the kind of people yeah. that go to see they're my the girls show. With the, the thing. They go they to just, see your show to watch you. They go to see my show yeah. and hope that when I you pull the up. sword out of my out of my stomach there's and a tinge out of blood my teeth, there's some blood on it. Yeah, those there's some people that want to see that. What there's is wrong with some people? people. Yeah. What is I know, wrong right? I know, right? But I mean, Joe, you you are like a nice guy, so it's kind. But there are some jerk out there you well, know what and, I mean? and, and, thing. and not only that that are also they feel that way and like like always like the green hat do me do me yeah, type stuff. yeah. yeah. there's always somebody out oh, there see, that now you gotta tell the story all right tell the story oh, oh, all right well you know we're, we're we're performing in uh in the sideshow and we're uh, this was actually our very first show that we ever did together. very first show we did together chris was doing the the sideshow thing for for a little bit on his own i was uh, i was like his flavor flave i was like uh, a fan first, performer second. I want to be a part of it, so I was kind of like screaming, yelling. I might be an outside talker. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. next, well, I don't even think I was allowed to be called that at that point. He was still a drunk, yeah, this drunk idiot yelling stuff. But either way, there's always, you know, and everybody knows heckling and whatever. There's always some idiot, and 
Chris is getting ready to, to, to do a, a trap, you know, hand in a trap type of, of Put, Putting feet. my hand into an animal trap. And um, this little wigger kid, like, with this this big, you know, green trucker hat, you know, and this, like... Turn sideways. Yeah, like, yeah. 14 XL white T-shirt <laughs> and, like, jeans and, like, Jordans. He comes, like, walking up, and he's drinking. He's all, do, do me. Do me, man. And he, like, comes walking over and, like, tries to, like, stick his hand, like, right in the middle, like, while Chris is doing his thing. And really? So, do me, do me. And I look over at one of my buddies that's, like, in the crowd, and he just, like, nods to me. And I kind of, like, yeah, I mean, dude just, like, grabs him, like, pulls him off. You know, off stage gets rid of him. So, ever since then, every time we have a heckler or some jerk that tries to, to goof something to up, we call him a green hat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. <laughs> nice. like, oh, another, you know, another green hat, you know what I mean, type of thing. And that's that's where that came that's from. That's our personal, yeah. But now that you made me explain where the green hat came from, I forgot my original point. <laughs> and I knew that was going to happen. I was going to try to spit it out and get out there, but you goofed me all up. So, uh, all right, well, let me, before we get into the other stuff, uh, I remember being... In Colorado, when I lived there, I lived there about five years. You remember being there when you lived there? Yeah, I, it's it's rough. <laughs> really? Because Darren lived there for five years. Doesn't I remember. remember. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was working at this record store, right? A little mom and pop shop, and this this little kid, like he totally into like metal, like you know, oh, metal. But he dressed like like a skater kid, like baggy pants, you know, right, right. hat sideways, you know, all that good junk. Uh, so it was, it was very strange. And then he comes up to me one day and he's like, you ever seen this? And, and he was holding up a Gigi Allen album. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Gigi Allen. I, yeah, I've seen Hated, I've, you know, I've seen, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have friends who like Gigi. I'm not a huge fan of the music, you know, whatever. And he's like, man, I wish I could get t-shirts. Like, there's like, you can't, you know, this is, not before the internet, but this is when the internet wasn't the so easy to order stuff from. You were still ordering stuff out of like catalogs and stuff, and it took months and months to get if you got it at that. You mean like a paper catalog? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, paper right, right. catalog. So you're talking about when the internet was just like a blue box chat room that you would just go in yeah, and like people like would be talking. You could yeah, get, and you would go in there and be like, I hate you all, die, and then yeah. jump out of the room. Well, you could get emails and, and the basic stuff, right. but it was n not every you know company had a website. Not everybody had the ability gotcha. to send yeah, you yeah. this at a oh, moment's I remember notice. that time, right. So I was like, well, what are you, what are you looking for? Because this is back when I was doing silk screening full-time and I had worked at this record store part-time. Right. And I'm like, well, what, do you, what kind of Gigi shirt do you want? Because I, I can do a shirt, you know? Yeah. So he brings me a bunch of random clippings of, like, Gigi Allen stuff. And, and it's like, <laughs> it says, like, Gigi Allen on the top, and it has these pillar of, like, bloody poo-covered skulls on the sides. <laughs> and there's this, and he gives me this picture of Gigi Allen with, like, a microphone or a bottle. I can't remember what it was. Right. But he's like sitting on a toilet, like <laughs> yeah, butt yeah, naked yeah, with like a hat on or something. Yeah, it's a like, bottle, dude. And yeah, he's I just know, like I know the picture. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you want that on a shirt? He's like, yeah, man. So I go home and I do these prints of this for this kid. Awesome. <laughs> and awesome. I print him two shirts, like two, you know, underground, like, you know, Hot whatever depressed, shirts. Customized, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was so happy. I'm like, you made a friend for life. I was like, no, that, was he like, he was the doing? coolest dude at that next Gigi show. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't actually sell T-shirts at his shows. Yeah, he, he had did some not. Weird random shirt. People like, where'd you get That's that? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have I have two Gigi T-shirts. It's, it's funny you brought that up because now I'm gonna make you make me one of those. <laughs> like, I, I I need my own custom Gigi shirt now. Right. But um, I have uh, I have two of them that I, I you know maybe in just a couple of years ago, five six years. 
ordered them uh, off the internet, but that was like unheard. Like you, you like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you, they, yeah. There was like, no marketing. Even local there was bands no... had. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, local yeah. bands that were my friends had T-shirts. Yeah, but they had them in a bin in their van. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's how you got a GG shirt. Exactly. You were at the venue. Yeah, he dude. pulled out the bin from his van. Exactly. And you were like, let me get... Yeah, so yeah. you're right. You couldn't get it any other way. And it wasn't like, hey, my buddy left his GG shirt at my house. Right, You know right, what I mean? Right. It never happened. You know, it was well, like... You know, and I, I actually... Let, we went and saw uh, Gogo Bordello. Mm. He does it the same way now. He d actually... the mm -hmm. All the stuff that... Like Gogo Bordello, the whole band will not sell their shirts on the internet. Mm -hmm. You actually have to go to their show to get one of their shirts. Yeah, yeah. which is so, yeah. awesome. And that's I, I key, that's, you know, that's, that's awesome. That it shows which is funny you brought that up and, because and I just need to say that my little brother, John, who was mm -hmm. on one of your shows, yeah. he actually, for Christmas, got me a Gogo Bordella shirt because he saw mine. <laughs> <laughs> he really, that's he awesome. <laughs> He's like, here you go. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> yes. the show that we went to, I think you were out of money because of all the drinks Imagine that. that. You couldn't buy that. <laughs> all the drinks and all the... Actually, was that the show that when I, I brought my girlfriend to, she got elbowed in the face yeah, like 30 seconds into the show. Yeah, 30 and she seconds. Wanted to leave. Like, to oh, start wearing God. purple. She wanted to yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. She wanted Bomb. to leave, and you were like, no. Like, do you <laughs> realize? Like, get back in that pit. Get back in that pit. I still can't imagine a pit at a go-go show. <laughs> oh, it was, it it was, was good. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, it was a lot of raking. A lot of raking oh, going right. on. Right. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about uh, about how Gigi said that he was going to kill himself on Hollow every single Halloween show for like the last ten years before he died. Right. So he uh, he actually you know and and the point was is that he wanted to do it at the pinnacle of his life where he really thought that he was gonna you know it's the whole live uh, live fast die pretty except for he wasn't ever really just pretty live fast, live fast die, die. Pretty. Yeah, yeah no his was just live fast heard die that. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a real thing <laughs> yeah yeah wow. well the whole point live though, fast die young the live fast die pretty it's the same thing really but, i was yeah. gonna say oh okay but right. since i, I, I also wanted to talk about a little bit about like his his you know like earlier on his kind of look earlier on he would, uh, he would, you know, he had like the bandana and he had long hair, and then eventually, I think he was starting to lose his hair up in front, so he wound up like shaving his head, so he mm. was completely bald, and that was like his. It's easier to break bottles in your head when you. Well, that's shave. the thing is like he and was the also microphone. Known, he would, yeah. He would take the dome with clock, the microphone clock, clock. and smash it on the, the tip of his forehead, constantly, yeah. like almost like a, a, a professional wrestler that where. They, oh yeah, with where the razors. They would cut themselves and, with the yeah. razor. He would do the same thing and repeatedly, bam, 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 and he'd break the skin, and he was, I mean. It was he, he was chummed up, man. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. Ground beef head. He was chummed <laughs> he up. Had, he had yeah. like a constant like cauliflower head tissue up there. Yeah. yeah. So, but he also had he had a the only thing that I could I, I don't know if you want to call it a Fu Manchu, but it was it was really like it's exactly uh, what it is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty Fu close. Manchu. Yeah. So yeah. he actually had the middle part of his mustache was shaved out and then had it on the sides. Yeah. So and the he would Fu wear it down or, or wear it up or, what's, or Gagas Khan, like yeah, kind of how he would wear it and then had the uh, the, the, the beard. Yeah, the, the, the chin. The goatee. Chin yeah. goatee. Yeah. Well, to like almost the exact opposite of his mustache, you had mm. his brother Merle who only kept the uh, little part of the mustache between his nose. Like which, a Hitler. I don't know if like you know, stash. yes, but Hitler uh, wore his mustache like that. Yeah, but Chaplin did it first. Hitler yeah, stole yes, it from yeah. Chaplin. And then, you know, and then eventually, true, what was it, true. Michael Jordan? And then he ruined that it. For a while, too, right? Did he really? Yeah, yeah. It was How do you know who Michael Jordan is? <laughs> no, I, I just... It, really? Yeah, man, <laughs> who Michael the Jordan age is? of the internet. I just, you know what I mean? It just rolls up. All the podcasts you listen to. You're just looking up Hitler's stash and who wore it. I was. He was thinking about what he was going to wear. He was like, 
<laughs> right. I'm sick of these chops. I need something new. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I, oh, come on, Joe. Like, every guy that cuts his oh, beard. Oh, no. Every time I, I have a big old bushy beard, I'm like, I need to change this up. I will go through the Wolverine. I will go through the, the Hetfield. I will even, <laughs> even go through the chap. Chaplin. Oh, just or to see the Hitler. Just, just to see. see. I don't. Yeah. I won't walk out of the house with it. Once again, I won't walk out of the house. I wish I was able to do that. The only thing I can do is grow a mustache. Granted, I got a smoking crispy tight mustache. <laughs> no doubt about it. But, but you look, got that Keanu I side. Cannot, for the life of yeah. me, it does not grow. I mean, I got a little purple scoot too, a little goatee. But you can't. I cannot yeah, grow yeah. an actual. I wish I could. Because I'd be like, I'm going to name drop again. Jeremy Moy. Have you oh, seen his beard? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, Moy's, that's, Moy's if I could have a Moy beard, I'd be stroking. That thing is luscious. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is like, luscious and beautiful. I would lay down yeah, like right? every night. I'd be like, See, you, you have the ability to do that, though. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got a nice thickie. You got the ability to do that. Yeah. I could nice do it. Thickie. I could do it. I, you, I a nice thickie. I usually grow out the, the sideburns uh, every once in a while during the wintertime. I like when yeah. you grow them out so big. like Oh, so, like, like tendrils on the side. And then he does the thing where he like puts his hands underneath <laughs> him and rakes them out yeah. towards his ears. Yeah. He rakes them out. He rakes them out. And, dude, seriously, dude. It, it's oh, like he got my, an, like my, an octopus attacking his face. I look like, what is it, Stewie, like my face. Goes in a weird yeah, direction. Yeah, you do. You look yeah. like a sideways football. Yeah. So, and then when I cut them off, everybody's like, "Man, you, you know, I'll, I'll cut them down to like real short." And then everybody tells me I look like I lost ten pounds. That's the only <laughs> reason I do that. Yeah. So when you trim that, yeah. although I must say, when you lost all of them yeah. and you shaved everything off, you looked like you gained fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. It, that was creepy. That scared dude. the crap out of me. I you looked like one of the characters from you remember that live action show Dinosaurs. Yeah. You looked like one oh, of the. Oh come on. <laughs> He said, oh, come on. You, ever, you know whatever happened to Eddie Munster? <laughs> um, That's okay, because so, he's working on chin-ups. He's almost there. I, yeah. I, I, Did you I, do one? I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm doing He's two. like a quarter of the way there. I'm to doing, doing one. Yes. two halves. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Two halves? Wait, wait, wait. wait. You <laughs> can't do half one day and half the other day. No, no, day. no. Two in a row. Two okay. and a half chin-ups. So that from, doesn't necessarily equal to, one, though. Eh? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Two like, and a half chin ups. Yes. Yeah. From yeah. your arms from, fully extended from hanging to, to bringing 90. your head, the top of your head to the top of your hand. To ninety. So the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I can't get my chin up above it. That's like so a I girl push up. Those. <laughs> That's like when you lean against the wall and you try to bang one out real quick. It's like push ups from your knees. <laughs> right. I'm, right. But I'm so close. I'm working on Dude, it. Dude, I'm Keep telling you. We'll have a video all, on that. All you need. We need to because all you need to do if you can do one chin up. If you can do one chin oh, up, you are a, not I'll a fat a, kid anymore. I'll have a million. I'll have a no. I'll still be fat. But no, I'm telling you, you have the right YouTube. to say that you're not. You, <laughs> you do know, one chin up. Technically, if mm -hmm. you can do one chin up, you're really not a fat kid. Do you know how many yeah. times I've looked up fat guy doing a chin up on on YouTube? Oh, it's hilarious. Really? I can't. But you can't find any. No. You can't find any. No, dude. I'm gonna be the first guy on YouTube. That All right, I'll film <laughs> fat guy doing. Before I go home, we got this. We'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah. All right, back so. to Gigi kids. All right, all right. So he this is what happens he when old to... friends get together know, and talk right? about jokes. Right? I just want to sit here and talk about your facial hair. Right. <laughs> as he toys with his ha with his own as hair. I, as I he flops twirl my locks. Hair. Darren's flopping his hair as, as it's, you know, wafting in the breeze. <laughs> my feathered wolf hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, so he said he was going to kill himself on, on Halloween night several yeah. times. That's yeah. when he, he was his preferred night of doing it. Right. So, it, it you know, he, he continually said it, and then he berated people that said he wasn't going to do it. Right. But from what I understand, he wanted to do it at his peak, at his pinnacle, at his most 
decadent and disgusting and covered in crap <laughs> moments <laughs> right. that he could possibly get. It's the most so, poo-covered moment. Yeah, right. but apparently it didn't happen. Uh, it, in uh, what, what was the June 26th, 1993? Uh, June 27th was the okay, last so was show. June, June 27th, 1993, he had a right. show uh, in New York at, I believe it was called The Gas Station. Yeah. Yes, yep. The Gas Station. Yep. And uh, this show is pretty infamous because now with YouTube and everything being around, you can actually see when the power was cut during that show, yeah. and from that moment when the power is cut and he decides to throw his uh, his his you know boxer briefs on, mm. throws his leather jacket on, and leaves the place. Yeah, he rolls out. He's like, I'm done with this. Which yeah, is he, crazy he because out. I'm a big fan. And you know what? I haven't seen that. Yeah. I have not seen that. And that's what this podcast and this show is all about. You're dropping knowledge. Now... I, I'm waiting for us to take another smoke break so I can go watch that. Well, I, I you, need to see that. That's awesome. I will I take. No I will put it on our show notes or. Uh, so we'll our, have our that if you, if you go to the website. What the hell is the website again? Uh, thecurioso.com. So if you go to the website, you can check that out, right? Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Absolutely. You guys got that right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can watch this whole video and it's like. It's, I think it's cut into like three parts, but it's, yeah. it's like 20 minutes long or something. And it's basically like him trying to get away from the riot that yeah. happened <laughs> afterwards. The cops show up, bottles was, are being thrown at yeah, the well, cop cars. First, he left almost completely naked and oh, decided yeah. to put his pants on. Yeah, right. someone that was him back. his, his right, boxers. Right, right. And then people started, he was like, I'm out. And he, he was going to uh, Johnny Pukes, um, one of his buddies. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, going yeah. there to party after the show. He was like, this place is, you know, this is junk because power's yeah. getting cut. Like, Beat, I'm, yeah. I'm just not, you know, whatever. They only, and he they already... A, few, a song or two. I mean, they right, didn't even get... Right, really But he had already it. pumped himself full of, you know, a couple of handfuls of pills. Just random but, pills. And that's the thing. Most of his sets, believe it or not, were only about four or five songs. Right, They didn't right. do our sets. They didn't no, do, no, 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 no. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, but he decided to leave, and then there was just random people from the show who were... You know, followed him. They're like, they "Where's just Gigi going?" Because they were like, they were either going to go back to the place of party with him, right. or whatever right. they were going to try and do. Because he was, he was kind of an accessible guy. I mean, mm -hmm. even though he wasn't like, you know, a, no, he was, not he was he open a, about that to party with people. He yeah, was right, open. Right. To party. He wasn't a rock star. He was. No, he was and just, most of those people too, they that were running after him. At every, like, that's kind of like every show, but. I, like I said, just from the like, I, I had a couple buddies of mine that really followed him hardcore. Living in New York, and they, you know what I mean. They, they saw a lot of his shows, and it was usually chicks and their boyfriends with a bunch of drugs trying to run him down so they can party with him after the show. Yeah, legitimately, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Like trying to be like, hey, you because know, of his listen. stage antics, he had this reputation that you know he was a, a crazy wild man. Party. And yeah, most of the time, hey. like I, in that uh, documentary, hated. Yeah, like. He he's a is a pretty he's like a quiet dude. He's like a recluse. Yeah, yeah he's like sitting he would in the just back. Sit, he would sit in the corner, <laughs> you know, be drugged out of his brain, yeah. ramble some inane stuff, and then pass out. And everybody else is like, "Yay, we're partying with Gigi," and he's over in the corner, passed Blacked out. out. Yeah. Like you know, and that was what every party was it was just him ending up in a corner yeah. in his own puke. Well, there was from what I I I, I heard stories about him going to a show. And taking heroin before the show, mm -hmm. and just nodded out as he was walking up the stairs to the place, yeah. and the the basically just passed out, just you know out of his mind, you yeah. know. And instead of him performing and doing a show, the audience got their money's worth by like pelting him and beating him while he was on the ground. 
Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. that's how they got their their money out. Yeah. But he for some reason, he always seemed to live through it. I yeah. mean, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He really know. did. That's what I'm saying. We we touched upon it earlier, but people don't realize that he took abuse and got beat up by the crowd at his shows so bad sometimes. Every single show. Like, to the point where the majority of the time he should have been hospitalized, mm. he wouldn't. Like you said, yeah. Yeah. he'd just catch a buzz, get high as <laughs> go back to the hotel, throw his hoodie, his hood over his face and conk out. Mm. You know what I mean? And boom, he'd get up and do it the next day. Yeah. You know? And it's like, really, kind of like, touch back again on what we do. Like, people come up to me like, man, how do you do it to your body? How do you, you know, you'll be surprised what the human body can do mm-hmm. and what it's capable of if you kind of like push it, you know, and yeah. just and like yeah. push it. And Mind over did. matter. Yeah. yeah. And he pushed it as far as he could. Yeah. And really, like I said, that's why it intrigued me yeah. through my mind because, you know, I'm a crazy dude and I saw him, you know, doing what he was doing. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah but really? back, I mean, when, when after that show and he goes back to uh, Johnny Pukes and everybody's hanging out, you know, um, getting drunk, getting high, doing whatever they're doing. And he ended up passing out on the floor in a pile of other people who were probably, you know, as worse off as he was. And by the morning, he was he was gone. He yeah, was, he, he was, was done. He was a, uh, just basically a heroin overdose. He, yeah. he just overdid it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. Just, I mean, didn't go out really with a bang like he wanted to. No, it was very anticlimactic if you think about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's sad. I also think it was depressing. very cliche, too. I yeah, mean, of course. I you mean, know what like, I mean? It was... Any... any and, and I think a lot of people, too, like, I, I thought the same thing. Like, as a fan, we were like, dude, when's the show... Like you're saying, when's the show coming where he's going to do it? He's going to... Like, we always say, yeah, yeah I yeah. can... You know, in the world of Sideshow, I can do this feat once, but only once. I'm going to hang old, myself. Yeah, the old yeah, Daffy Duck trick. I'm going to hang myself tonight. Yeah. The old Daffy Duck trick where he t- drinks the, the yeah, poison. You, exactly. <laughs> I can only do this once. One time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. You know, and, and we were all, like, everyone was like, well, I could. And really, he, it was like, and what Chris was saying, hey, he was trying to build it up to the point where he wanted it his max. And what would take place is he would play a, a series of good shows, do a little tour, sh- or, or stuff would get hot. Mm-hmm. And then it would kind of trickle down a little bit. And then it rolled back around to the time where he was starting to get hot again, and then trick. So he didn't know where he was peaking. You know what I mean? And right. the, and well, that, that was also probably because he was so messed up all the time with either his own, you know, issues or the drugs and alcohol. He never knew what was actually going on with his career. Right. And he just and every, knew and, he and wanted to, to do whatever to, he to wanted to do. Come full circle. And that's what I was saying is that a lot of people too, when he even was saying. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this on stage in front of my fans, for my mm-hmm. people. Everyone was kind of like, "Oh, you know what? He's he's gonna go. He's gonna go overdose first. He, right. he, you know what I mean? He's right. gonna hit the hay round first, and it's gonna be, you know." And a lot of people noticed that because he was retarded. He was so heavy with it. Yeah. I believe yeah. he was also quoted as saying that the the things that he owned. I, I saw two different quotes. One was that everything that he owned could fit into two suitcases and a footlocker. And then I also saw him quoted another time saying, "Everything that I could fit in, will, everything that I own will fit into a paper bag." Yeah. Wow. Because he he said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he could, basically, the idea was if a a show went bad, he could hightail it out of town, and he didn't have to worry about it because everything he had was on his back. Right. You know. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he always had that blue hoodie. Mm-hmm. That was he had, like, a, he had a blue hoodie. Uh, a leather biker jacket that was given to him by a friend who was actually in a biker gang, and it was the back of it was customized for the biker gang. Yeah, his buddy gave it to him because he was freezing and broke, 
So he spray painted the whole back of it black to try to cover up what the biker symbols were. Mm -hmm. And he wore that navy blue hoodie with a, uh, the black, you know, leather jacket. And uh, he had basically what technically which, what was a jock strap is what you'd, you know what I mean? Like a football yeah, jock yeah. strap. Yeah, yeah. That a f uh, another friend of his actually customized and made for him to wear on stage that he actually never did, but they buried him in it. It was like uh, a jock strap underwear. Like hmm. GG underwear jock strap thing. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. on the strap it actually said eat me. Yes. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? <laughs> well, so uh, after he died, he was uh, he was uh, he was laid to rest in the St. Rose of Lima New Catholic Cemetery in Littleton, Grafton County, in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, and that's 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 his original hometown was New Hampshire. Let right? me actually let me ask you a, a question. Um, since you guys are running the show and you're professionals and everything, what um what did it say on his his tombstone? What I, I uh, and the th and the reason why I ask is because. Like I said, I watched a couple documentary show, so clips. I've seen pictures of people and stuff, but for whatever reason, I was always, you know what I mean? I, I, I noticed that it said something, and the pictures that I saw, it wasn't clear enough, mm. and I never, like, researched that. I always want to know what it actually said on the end of that. I know it's got his name, his date, but there's, like, looks like um, in the middle of it, there's, like, uh, like, like, script, like, cursive script. It's, like, two or three lines of something that I'm really... Curious as to what, curious, it says, very curious as to what it says. Well, Joe, if you can enlighten it says, me. Drop. For my mission ends in termination, vicinity of death. Live fast, die. See, I told you that's Live what it was. Live fast, yeah. die. And wow. then underneath of his picture that's, that's there, it says rock and roll terrorist Kevin M. Allen. Kevin M.? Yeah. Mm, Kevin Michael. Yeah, Kevin yeah. M., baby. Wow. Great, I'm, gl I'm glad you cleared that up for me. It was one of those, you know what I mean? It's one of those things that you just like, every time I sit on the internet, I kind of like forget about it, but I'm like, I wanna, <laughs> I need to what know. Is, I just wanna know what the heck it says on that thing. So what the, what is this tattoo that he has on his forehead? Is, I, is it a mushroom? I don't Or something I can't, or a snake? I can't even tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I'm not sure because it, again. It was always so covered in freaking blood. I, I was just gonna <laughs> say, poop. again, it was hard to see, but it was across like the, uh, like an inch abo uh, above like the frontal, like dome part, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And, like black or whatever, like tribal type of stuff. Every time I had, I had seen a picture where you can see that, it was covered with blood. Yeah. I, yeah. You couldn't even tell exactly what it was. So, I mean, you know, he, I, I don't know. Some people consider him uh, a hero. Some people consider him a, a terrorist. Hells, yeah, hero. <laughs> you know, it really depends on what you, uh, what you, what you think. Okay. Well, so. if there are any GG fans or... Murder Junkie fans, apparently they're starting a new tour in 2014. West Coast tour, buddy. They're looking for shows really? out, out west. Yeah, so San Diego, Well, Seattle. if any of those guys are listening to this, DarrenMalfi.com, hit me up, and we will book some shows, baby. That's D-A-R-I-N-M-A-L-F-I.com. Yep. Send that to me. Send me whatever you're pulling up on your, your digital digital. Yep, yep. Send me that for shows. So that if you guys are out in the West Coast and you want to see some uh, some murder junkies, get a hold of D, get a hold of the murder junkies, and they'll make it happen. You know it. So Mikhail Bakunin once said that the urge for destruction is also a creative urge. I just want you to think about that as you're listening to Gigi Allen. And just kind of 
in a big stool of poop. <laughs> Let that marinate. Let that <laughs> marinate. Just marinate up in that. As you jump around all sweaty and scream a lot, right? <laughs> you know, you gotta That's have That's a sweat. lot to think about. That's what it is. It was sweat, urine. Bodily fluids. Poop, blood, and punk rock music. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Pretty, pretty intense to be able to bring pretty, all of those. Pretty sure things. he was a nihilist. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I really just don't think he cared about anything. Mm-hmm. I think he, I really Ding, ding, ding. I think there's your answer. I, I think, I mean, I think he went the on all these the circuits head. and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, all these people are going to follow me and all these. No, he didn't, he, he just lived his life for the thrill. That's yeah. what he lived for. The thrill of of getting away with stuff and and all. Yeah. You know what I mean? He spent time in jail. It didn't stop him. No. He, he no. He lived life for the thrill of of living. He no. didn't care about anything. Consequences except for maybe or anything. Golden showers. From what I understand, <laughs> he was really a golden shower man. He was kind of enjoyed that, that a whole lot. Hey. <laughs> I think you, you you hit the nail on the head though. In yeah. all honesty, like to wrap it all up for real, he honestly just really didn't care about anything. I think you're right. It's beautiful and sad at the same time. You know it I mean? is. It, it, it makes, really is. Makes your schmine start turning. Though. Yeah, I mean, are you are we better off with having that kind of person and and in our society that it ha- has existed at one point? Are we better off having that and knowing that it exists? Uh, to or, learn from, to yeah, study, to, to avoid, yeah. to, to do set, whatever you want to do with yeah, that. Yeah, to set... Uh, I don't even know like what the right word is, but like we were talking about with like your average individuals and people like us that's seen a lot of stuff, you know, that like kind of like sets the bar for certain things like we were talking about, you know, like what's going to shock somebody and what's going to intrigue somebody and whatever. And what this guy did in the time that he was alive and, and what's been documented and stuff, a hundred years from now, somebody can look at that and that's still going to disturb them. It's yeah. still going to bother yeah. them. It's still going to be, no matter how crazy you get, this guy took it to, to a, a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And that's really why, like, you know, some people fans, some people this. And like I said, I don't agree with everything this guy did. But no, the simple no. fact that he was so crazy and so bizarre and so nuts and so out there mm-hmm. that everything he kind of did and said, I wanted to kind of like see what he was doing because this is rad. Right. Well, it's he got me then. It's you know? not. He got and it's me. not like Guar or or Marilyn Manson or these other or because that's or, a facade or, in the show. It's a theatrics. Visual the whole, the whole idea where you know the whole thing where oh Ozzy ate the head off of a bat or a rat or and whatever. he did that when he was on drugs. Or if if he even did it at all, you know. What no, I mean? he, or, he, what, or well, whether it was a, he ex- actually, you know that. That happened, but yeah. you know what I mean. But he was stoned out of his brain, and he did it once. He didn't do it. Yeah, every no, 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 single no, no. It was an accident. Yeah, all the time. Somebody that's threw it on stage. He thought it was fake, so he bit it, and it was real. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying that's that's he didn't even set that's it up. my point. He didn't really go out to to do that. He, you know, like Guar, they throw around the fake blood. You right, know what I mean? Right. Uh, the insane clown posse, they throw around some fago, and this is what they do. But it's not. It's not that visceral thing that Gigi put out where right. I'm going to punch you in the face and you are welcome to punch me back if you make it.
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty if, much. If you, brother, if you do not hit the floor, so you know what I mean? Right, right. And you then, make it out. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, then I didn't make it out. When dude. I'm done, <laughs> if I can get through all the bodies that are also beating me, I'm gonna <laughs> your chest and <laughs> your mouth. And then I hope you do the same to me. Uh, if you make it. Yeah, if you if make you it. That's make right. It. I mean, right. this man was. Balls to the wall, insane, like yeah. like nuts. I mean, I, I I don't certified crazy. He really was like yeah. you couldn't sit down and have a legitimate conversation with this guy. Every one of his interviews and everything, he, everything that this guy touched and did, not just when he was on stage, but as a normal human in society, right? Everything he did was wrong and up and crazy and disturbing and gross and filthy and bloody and well it's like that was the way he felt it's like life we were should talking be. about about our show and we were talking about the fact that you're in california and some of the other performers that you perform with and and their characters right you know what i mean and we right. never really thought about having characters like we are who we are on stage but we're just pumped up right you know like yeah like I, like I was saying or, when or i did a, a couple auditions and different things and uh like like I said, even shooting with uh you know for with the Venice Beach Freak Show and stuff like that, mm -hmm. literally they would come to me and they would say, all right, well you know, we'll be shooting tomorrow. Um, you know, make sure you come in. You know, you bring a you know dangerous D character. You know, come in character. And I'm like, come in character. <laughs> you mean <laughs> put pants on? Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking? <laughs> you mean like show up? I, I mean, I don't. This is what I do every day, everywhere I go. This is me. Like it's not a character. Right, this right. is who I, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can see me on stage eating fire. You can see me in my backyard eating fire. Like that's what I do. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, and it's the same type of thing. This dude didn't just get on stage and do it. This is how we live. That's we right. live this, this way like, every day. And you know, he even like stressed that during all these like '90s like talk shows that he was on. Yeah. He was like, "This is not an act. Right. This is right. this it's is just really who I am. What I believe. This is my philosophy. And my right. philosophy, philosophy, philosophy. My it's philosophy is, and you're gonna have to bleep this. My philosophy is <laughs> you. And yeah. that was it. That, that was, was his what, quote. That was actually, his, that's what he believed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he actually quote? Yeah. That? Yeah. And oh. he stuck. <laughs> yeah. And he stuck to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he, he stuck did. to that. He, he did too. Like I mean, <clears throat> I know it sounds whatever, but in like the the mid '80s and stuff, when he was hitting all those shows, like Springer and stuff like that, when that was a, a big deal. Like you know what I mean? He did peak out and, and hit a point where people that were in that industry knew what was going on, knew him, but uh, not even like a sellout thing. But he never really changed the way he went about it. You know, he kept continuing to do it and just got even worse and hard, more hardcore and got away. But he stuck true to, to, to what was going on. And I'm sure he had opportunities that people are coming up to him and say, hey, look, if you do this, 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 and this, and we dress you like this, we can make a lot of, of money. Course. We can do, yeah. You know what I mean? And he just trudged through and did his own thing. And he didn't <laughs> And that's why I think, like I said, it's not, oh, this guy is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's got platinum records and this and that. But... He really lived it, and he was true to it. So hardcore cats like me and dudes that are into extreme lifestyles and just really pushing the envelope and being, you know, you know, as bizarre as you can, but making it through and enjoying your life. This guy was like hitting it. He might not have been a happy dude because right, he was right. like, you know, he was an angry guy and whatever. But he gave off a thing where it made other people. I mean, it made, like it made me excited and me happy that I'm like, damn, a dude is doing this. A mm -hmm. guy is out there making this happen and doing this, and I can go see that. 
that is awesome. That makes me excited about life. Right. It, it makes me think, and of course, I mean, he did wear it on his sleeve, just like other people, but it makes me think of the uh, completely tattooed people, you know, yeah. the people that, yeah. that consider themselves made, you know, the people that are made freaks, the people who, right. who, you know, live their lifestyle, the people who tattoo their entire bodies and they live it. That is who they are. Yeah. It is not a character. That's that that was Gigi. That's oh, what yeah. he did. Yeah. You know, he was he was a, a big just his soul was tattooed. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, that's all the problem. Over. Yeah. You know, like, I'm telling you, I still want Chris. I still mm. want you to give me the bite of you scum tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little chunk right there so for I, me. I, what I think what we're trying to say is that we're all snowflakes, and Gigi just was a really really special snowflake. A really rare one, dog. Rare so if bird. you're polarized on this end or that end of how you view him or see him, that's fine. It's all opinions, and that's what we're here for, you know? Well, I, I completely agree with you, and I think that's what it is, like I said, too, where we need people like that in the world, whether you agree, you disagree, you're on point with it or you're not. Or Somewhere you in the middle. You know? Exactly, yeah. but people like this need to, to exist and do things because it grabs your average individual by the neck and shakes them like a frickin' maraca and gets stuff churning. And if you are a person in human, you know, in society and you're productive and you, whether it's bad, good, whatever you're doing, if you're getting the, the wheels to turn in somebody else's head and they start thinking in a way that they've never thought before, mm -hmm. then you did something good. That's Hopefully. how I see it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, as long as they don't go home and <laughs> all over their girlfriend and then punch them in the face, you know. But you never know. I mean, you kind of you, Chris. Uh, not not so much. Not anymore? No. No. no I, I, I quit that back in 1996. <laughs> I, lo I lost count after 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Well, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. <clears throat> we hope you have a uh, good evening. Yeah, good but evening, also, Martin. too, I mean, you got to, like, now that you've heard this whole thing and you're excited about it, go check out some stuff about Gigi. You heard everybody's name on here. You go to the Curioso the podcast. Go to their website. Listen to all the other episodes. Check out what's going on. Go to my website. Do stuff. Just push the envelope. Be a little bit crazy. <laughs> if somebody says don't do it, do it twice. Yes. Yeah, Words from some, Dangerous I, D. I rip the tags off the mattresses <laughs> all the time. So and he sends them yeah. to me. And then he yeah. sends them to me in the so mail. You get in trouble. Yeah, he sends them to me in the mail. So when the cops kick my door open, <laughs> they don't care about the dope. They're locking me up for them tags. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me out. Now let's drink heavily. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, D. All right. Hey, you got to put that bottle down, D. You think he's going to start smearing poop on himself, Chris? <laughs> I'm telling you, before we leave here tonight, I'm going to break something. I'm going <laughs> to something. I'm also going to throw my <laughs> something, and then I'm going to piss on something and hopefully be bleeding before we leave. Sounds good. Amen. <laughs> let's do it. I'll be home. See you guys. <laughs>
<laughs> that was real.